It is Thursday, September 21st. Today, Amazon scraps its fee for doing nothing. Microsoft's new ad format is a little sus. The social platform that's reached perfect brand approval. And Facebook's about face on fake faces. I'm Todd Maffin. That's ahead today in digital marketing. Well, that didn't take long. Amazon says it's changed its mind and will no longer bill merchants a 2% fee for not using its services. The fee was announced last month and would have applied to thousands of third-party sellers who use Amazon's Prime Fulfillment Program but don't use the shipping component. Some analysts speculate Amazon got cold feet because of an expected antitrust lawsuit coming later this month. The case expected to focus on the company's alleged efforts to force sellers to use its logistics services. Amazon told the media today that the fee was, quote, intended to cover our costs, unquote, which is an interesting position since you'd think not doing something, like shipping a product, would be less expensive than doing something. But what do I know? Fortune reported today that last year, for the first time, Amazon's fees ate up about half the cost of each sale. Almost 38% of U.S. online consumer spending goes to Amazon and its 2 million third-party merchants. Microsoft is launching a new ad category specifically designed for its chatbot, one that flies a little close to the not-disclosing-advertising-sun. It's called the Conversational Ad, and will eventually have a number of products, the first of which was announced today. Compare and Decide Ads. Here's how Microsoft described them. Quote, One of the things we often see people ask chat is to summarize options and contrast pros and cons. For example, a user might be looking to buy a new car and considering several different manufacturers and models. Compare and Decide Ads pull all the relevant data of various car models into a succinct table, so the user can easily evaluate different options based on the criteria they find most important, unquote. The image they used as an example appeared to be almost identical to what a consumer might expect a chatbot to generate organically. It showed someone asking Bing Chat, I'm looking for an SUV with a strong safety record that is also fuel efficient. Can you help me? And Bing Chat did its usual searching for stuff. It generated a paragraph that was identical to organic results, then output a table showing fields like condition, color, trim level, dealer, and so on. Interestingly, no data on safety records. That entire table is the ad unit. The only hint to a regular consumer that they're looking at an ad is the very tiny word ad in the top right in light gray text. Honestly, it took me about 20 seconds of looking to even see it. From a marketing point of view, of course, this would probably perform better than something with more clear disclosure, but it's still an interesting design choice by Microsoft, given the increased industry scrutiny on ad transparency. The compare and decide format will start to roll out in closed beta at the start of next year. They also announced an API for ads inside a chatbot session, which will let mobile app developers and websites drop ads from Microsoft's marketing platform into chat responses. The example they used was from Snapchat's newish chat bot, where a person asks, do you have any dress recommendations for a birthday party I'm attending? And the bot responds with a photo carousel of options, that carousel much more clear in its disclosure, with the words sponsored results appearing at the top. The company also said it's working on adding more AI tools into its ad manager. 
the usual now, headline recommendation, chatbot support, asset generation, and so on. Instagram is up, Facebook is down. Those are the top-line results from a Digiday survey of 200 publishers released today who said they're posting more content to their Instagram account than they are to their Facebook brand page. That follows the yearly trend of increased Instagram activity. This year, 91% of publishers of news and entertainment sites said they'd posted to Instagram in the last month. 91%. That number was 86% last year and 84% the year prior. Also up, the number who post daily, that number on Facebook, is trending downward. Why Instagram? According to Digiday, it's partly because brands are increasingly seeing Instagram as a place to make money, not just drive general brand awareness. 83% said Instagram is at least somewhat valuable to driving revenues. Last year, that number was only 62%. More interestingly, not a single respondent in the Digiday survey said the platform is not appropriate for their brand. Last year, 8% said that. Putting our podcast and newsletter together can get complicated. We had show notes in one place, interview coordination in another, brainstorming somewhere else. It's easy to lose track of the big picture when you have to open a new window for every detail. With Miro, you can bring everything and everyone together in one place. Consolidate different points of view and increase team collaboration all on one centralized board. For instance, we used Miro to figure out the right flow for our newsletter automations. It let us get our team all contributing, including our ad agency people, and saved us a ton of time. And its new AI tool, which summarizes and clusters information automatically, was a game changer. Find simplicity in your most complex projects with Miro. Your first three Miro boards are free when you sign up today at Miro.com slash podcast. That's three free boards at Miro.com slash podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world helping you make smarter decisions with your money. And if you like the format of this podcast, you will love theirs. It's packed with information, but it's brief. Last week, they had a great rundown on car prices. Not just the numbers, but why car prices moved, how weather affects that market. It was super interesting. They also cover things like boosting your credit score, putting money away for retirement, saving on travel, and so on. So yeah, listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. YouTube today announced a whole bunch of things coming to its service, and if you like endless content generated by AI, you will love these. There's something they're calling Dream Screen that will generate photos and videos that you can run behind your main content in shorts. So if you want a bunch of twerking pineapples behind your content for some reason, soon you'll be able to. Don't know what video to make at all? Let a bot tell you. Coming to YouTube Studio, a topic generator which will even spit out a content outline for you to follow in case you're incapable of basic creativity. The ideas it comes up will be informed both by what you've posted in the past and by what's trending out there on that day. So that should be some high-quality stuff. All snark aside, there are a couple of nice additions on the way. A text-to-music tool where it'll suggest music you can use as background and a way to dub the audio of videos into other languages. 
YouTube also said it's working on a new app called YouTube Create, which sounds a lot like a clone of the popular CapCut video editing software owned by TikTok's parent company. CapCut is free, works on desktop and mobile, and is a remarkable editor. Honestly, rivals software like Final Cut Pro. Quoting The Verge, The new app could encourage more people to make shorts, YouTube's take on TikTok-style videos. It's generally easier to make a TikTok video than it is to make a full-fledged YouTube video, which is a key reason why TikTok has exploded in popularity, unquote. Like CapCut, YouTube Create will provide editing and trimming, automatic captioning, voiceover filters, effects, transition, and royalty-free music. Should be out soon on Android in the US, the UK, Germany, France, Indonesia, India, Korea, and Singapore. They say they'll make an iOS app next year. But I will give the last word on this to Gizmodo, who nailed this story with its headline, quote, YouTube announces new tools to flood its platform with AI-generated slop. All right, a quick dive over to the lightning round. The Twitter competitor Mastodon is getting a big upgrade today. The software will make it easier to search for content on the platform. Until now, you've only been able to search for hashtags, not words or phrases. Users will have to turn on the ability for their account to be searchable in that way. If trends continue, Instagram will soon outpace Facebook as the largest social media platform by ad revenue. Work Media forecasts almost 20% revenue growth this year compared to last. Even last year's flat ad market saw Instagram revenues climb almost 6%. And Pinterest this week said it's seen a 170% increase in video uploads so far this year compared to last. The company recently added mobile deep linking to let brands send users directly to a shopping page within their app. And finally... Back in the day, I had two Facebook accounts, one with my name and one with the name Congolia Breckenridge, a George Carlin joke if you don't get the reference. I used Congolia's account the way people use Finsta's today, to have a secondary view of the platform, each with its own friends and feed. But Facebook caught me and shut Congolia's account down, citing its policy that users must be authentic and use their real name. The policy, it said, as recently as today, is still in effect. Which is why it's a little weird that they also announced today that you can now create multiple fake personas using made-up names and not violate its still-in-effect policy against... Sorry, I have it here somewhere. Oh, yes. Fake personas using made-up names. No, I can't wrap my head around the dissonance either. In what can only be described as a mind-boggling display of policy gymnastics, Meta today announced it will now let Facebook users create and use multiple personal profiles, as many as five, including your real one. Unlike an actual gray account, this would be tied to your main account, so you wouldn't need to maintain separate email addresses and passwords and the likes. This is something they started testing a year ago. We reported on it at the time. And it's different than the change that lets you more easily swap between different accounts, like if you have a personal Instagram account and a brand Instagram account. Quoting the company, Whether you're new to Facebook or a longtime user, you may want to keep your personal and professional relationships separate. Or you may want to keep one profile tied to a community you're part of and another profile just for friends. Creating multiple personal profiles lets you easily organize who you share with and what content you see for various parts of your life. Think one profile for the foodie scene you love 
and another to keep up with your friends and family, unquote. There are a couple of limitations for your porn accounts. I'm sorry, I mean your secondary accounts. You can't use Messenger or Marketplace as your fake use. Yet Meta somehow managed to shoehorn this into its long-standing policy called Account Integrity and Authentic Identity, which says that you have to use your real name. But now they say they interpret it this way. You have to use your real name on your main account, but you can use any names you like for your Finstas, as long as you don't pretend to be another real person. So, no creating an army of fake Elon Musks. <laughs> Something that is actually possible right now on the Elon Musk-owned X. From a marketing point of view, this shouldn't have any real effect on campaigns or metrics, since these fake accounts are all pooled under one central account. We can only assume they won't duplicate reach counts. I can't imagine they'd be bold enough to start reporting user counts based on profiles, not actual people. Right? They wouldn't do that, right? This starts rolling out globally today, and will take a couple of months to get to everyone. On the show tomorrow, why are Google results showing up in TikTok search? And why is Amazon limiting the use of one of its oldest services? Follow us on TikTok. We are at Today in Digital. Or follow me for shitposting and cat videos. I'm at Todd Maffin. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. Summertime is when I think of you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.